Rebels fight for their freedom on Onderon. Younglings take their first steps towards becoming a Jedi. The Jedi Temple is bombed and more as the Sky Guys are back for week four of Ahsoka 101. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys. Ahsoka 101 continues in week number four. We are covering season five of Clone Wars, what Ahsoka was up to here. She was very busy in this season. I wonder how it's Mike Phillips. Join me today. The man is voice here in the narration every single week here. Pete Costador is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. We're, we're talking more Ahsoka, which I'm excited for. We're slowly approaching that release date of the live version, live action version of Ahsoka, excuse me. So very excited to talk to you guys as always. Absolutely. You're also with us here today. The uh, third Guerrera family member, Nick Freda, is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Season five. This is Prime Clone Wars. Very excited to talk about it. And uh, I got myself a pretty decent arc for our for our little split viewing. I got a pretty decent arc, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, you get to hang out on Underline with Saw Guerrero for the first time. Yeah, and you know who else I got to see at the end? We'll say we'll, we'll we won't spoil that for the audience, but somebody else I got to hang out with too. I gotta say, when you, uh, well, since we're kind of you know BSing a little bit here, when you get to my arc here, the amount of stuff you threw in here, I feel like somebody was on acid when they wrote that arc. What did you you did? The younglings. Uh, the younglings, right? Yep. Oh boy. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a minute here. But Pete, if you want to subscribe to Scott, guys, they can do this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guy, the favorite podcast platforms, for episodes there. And since we didn't have you last week, you know, it's always your time to yell at the audience, tell them to subscribe. Yeah, I gotta do a double now. So subscribe and subscribe, please. Yeah. You you didn't hear from me last week, so you got a little break. All right, you got your, your vacation time. All right, that's over now. I'm back. Subscribe. All right. Yep, absolutely here. And Nick, do you want to follow the social media? How can they do that? Uh, follow at Sky Guys Podcast. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter and TikTok. Yep, you can also follow uh, uh, me on YouTube. Mike Phillips on YouTube, the video version of this podcast. And as is the case here, we have Lego Ahsoka hanging out with us once again. You know, she's fading in and out of here, but she's here. That's great. Absolutely here. So, Nick, as we mentioned last week, we're sort of sort of, we're recording these in advance a bunch of these, so we're sort of catching news as we go and splitting it up to sort of catch up on what we're doing. This news is current as of the end of June. So, what do you have on the news department this week? So, um, I have here that Marvel is adapting the Obi Wan Kenobi show into a comic series, and they did the same for Mando season two. I actually had no idea they did the same thing for Mando season two. I'm assuming you knew that. <laughs> I found that out when I was when I was poking around the internet. I do think this is interesting. Pete, would you be interested in the comic book version of Kenobi? Sorry, lost my mute button. Do it once a show. Uh, I I would be interested. I would like to see what it was. But like to me, I also if it's already on big screen, they're just doing a a comic ad uh, a comic adaptation to what we already saw on screen. It's going to be a little redundant for me. Um. I like comics, though, so I'd like to see what they do with the art style and everything like that. All right, that's cool. What else you got, Nick? Uh, James Mangold was originally going to make the Book of Boba Fett show into a spaghetti western. As a movie. But yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. Into a movie, into a spaghetti western. Spaghetti, uh, yeah, similar, I guess, to like, I don't know, Django Unchained or something. Yeah, probably those old school, like, western films. And uh, Pete, I gotta say, this might have been an improvement of what we got. I mean, you kind of saw that Western vibe 
vibe, right? I feel like we, we had a little bit of that, especially with like the whole Cad Bane sequence. Um, but yeah. All right, absolutely. Here, right, Nick, anything else in the news department? Yeah. Um, they announced today, or day of recording at least, that Star Wars Eclipse is aiming for a 2026 release. Not happening. <laughs> or 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 it's happening and the game's going to be completely busted. Yeah, I will. I 2026 will, no is a long way from here. I, I just I can't. I find it ridiculous that they're aiming for a release three years from now. It just shows that they haven't even started to produce this game. I feel like. Yeah, I'll put it this way. Like, I think there is. I right now the Beyond the Spider Verse it is technically still slated for March of next year. There is a better chance that meets the release date than that than this game comes out in twenty twenty six. We will see. I agree with that statement. I, I just I feel like three years is a bit rushed, especially starting from scratch. I mean, I don't, I don't know development wise if they're taking who who's the developers of this game? Is it is it an independent developer that's just that's getting making their way into the video game scene, or is it someone like EA? No, no, no. We we've talked about this before. I know, I can't <laughs> remember. They made the game. Oh, God, this is gonna kill me. Well, uh, by Quantic Dream, that's the studio. Yeah, but they they made a game that we we all know. Well, anyway, if, if they have an open world game that they can reskin, then fine. I would say three years is probably doable. But like, if they're gonna make this revolutionized, or if they're gonna try to do something new, I feel like three years is way too soon, especially when it comes to their whole. I mean, do they even have a development department? Didn't like most of them leave or something? Like they they made the game Detroit Become Human, which I've never played, but I've heard great things. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, they they could reskin it. I don't know if that's an open world game though, is it? All I'll say all I'll say about this is they should never Not release sure. that trailer last year. They really never should have teased with that game because when, when did they release it? The Super Bowl or something? No, it was like the middle of last year. Oh my! I think it was around Celebration last year. Wasn't it at Celebration? Was that a celebration this year? No, I think it was last year. Because you were talking about this last year. I was on our list of uh, upcoming projects. You said there's no shot this game gets made. Well, I don't think it'll happen. I don't anyway. Either. I don't either. I think this is a game we're going to hear about for seven years, and all of a sudden it's quietly canceled. This is going to be the okay. New I got I got the answer here. The premiere trailer for the game was at the Game Awards 2021, which is even earlier than we thought. Two years ago. Oh, coming up on two years. It's been a year and a half since we first saw this game. Yeah. So, Pete, what were you going to say about what your prediction was? It's just it's going to be Duke Nukem. They're going to tell 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 us it's going to come out, come out, come out, and then it's going to come out. It's going to suck. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. It's going to get delayed. It's going to get delayed. It's going to get delayed. Then they'll finally just push something out because investors are like, where the hell is this game? And it's just going to suck. Yeah, that's it for the news this week, right, Nick? That's it. All right, so that's it for the news. I get to season five of Ahsoka here on the Clone Wars. So very heavy stuff here. We have five four-episode arcs in season five of Clone Wars. Ahsoka figures probably in three of them. The only ones you're skipping here, we talked about this last week, you're skipping the the Maul arc with Kenobi on Andalore. That's very unfortunate you missed that one. I would still watch that anyway if you're going in at this point. But you missed four episodes of Droids. So, Pete, win-win on that department. I, I, am, I can't tell you how happy I was that I didn't have to watch a Droid arc. There are zero droid arcs in this thing. I think there is a prominent droid in my arc, but he's not the centerpiece of it. That's fine. There's a there's a droid in my arc that I wanted to punch in the face, but you know. <laughs> yeah, let's start here. So let's go ahead here. We'll start on season five here. We'll go chronologically here. So Nick, 
Go ahead, tell me about what happened on Onderon with Ahsoka. So, <clears throat> to put it quickly, and then we'll go into more detail in a bit, Onderon is a separatist world that basically sees an uprising, and they task the Jedi, Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Rex there to help with the conflict. That's the, that's, that's the spark notes yeah. of what happened there. All right. That's the that's the spark. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about like what Ahsoka specifically is up to in this arc? So Ahsoka is kind of left here. Um, to be honest, maybe I missed this. Why did they leave? I think, it, if I remember correctly in this arc, I think it's the point where like they were not allowed to actively help Ahsoka to train the Onderon rebels to how to fight. So they leave her, and she is now in charge, leading the rebels of Onderon on the city of, they could not have named this more poorly, the city of Isis. Oh, um, spelled I-Z-I-Z. -I -Z. Uh, they could, yeah, they could not have named that more poorly, but she is helping them uh, train, helping them go against the uprising, if you will. It's not really an uprising, they're creating the uprising, I guess. So her job there is to help them overcome, you know, the oppression from the separatists. And I find it really interesting because this is another time now. I feel like a lot of the arcs I've been tasked with has been Ahsoka doing her job well. It's, it's not so much of the lessons she learned in this arc, more so as she shows how lessons in the past have now impacted her. For example... I don't mean to jump ahead, but at the end of the arc here, in the end of the um, third episode of the arc, which is the fourth episode of the season, she now, she is very, very patient with getting involved, almost seeing the, uh, the, the true king die, almost seeing Saul Guerrero and his sister die, and then steps in at the very last moment when she absolutely has to, and it, it shows great resilience, great patience, and that's something that she clearly learned along the way, which, as I said, it's more of an arc of her showing what she has learned instead of an arc of her learning. So her applying what she learned. Exactly, yeah. Uh, also... And, and, and I have to mention our good friend Honda was in the last episode. Yo, I got a lot of Honda. We'll get to him in a minute here, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lux Bonteri is a big part of this, this arc too, correct? What's the name? Lux Bonteri. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's, um, um, well, I guess he's like a love interest to Ahsoka throughout it. She clearly has a crush on him. Yeah. And he, if you don't know who he is, he's a, um, he's a senator. Um, we talked about him two weeks ago. Yeah. He, so and, and last week. I had mentioned it countless times when we watched the Clone Wars originally, how I loved his original arc or original, I don't know if it was an arc or an episode. It's an episode. We talked about it last week. Yeah, it, and I love the episode where they show the separatist side of things and their council. But anyway, his mother was a separatist um, uh, senator, and now he's here on the planet. Uh, I mean, he's from Onderon, so that's why he's there. But he's on the planet, and he's helping them out, and, and Ahsoka has some sort of love interest with him. And, and I, I take that more of a... I think she is interested. She is trying to quote unquote make moves, but she also is um, 
you know, keeping her distance, knowing that attachments are forbidden. So like I said, I really think this is her applying what she's learned already. Uh, P, any big takeaways you remember from that arc that you want to discuss on what Nick found? I think Nick pretty much covered it all. I mean, I think, I think like Nick was saying, it's she's taking what she has learned and putting it to practice. And I think that we're, we're just seeing Ahsoka become more and more of a well-rounded Jedi, right? Um, so I think, I think Nick pretty much covered everything, honestly. Yeah, I also did, I think, like this arc here because I do think it's fun because you, especially those of you who watched uh, Rogue One, saw Sauger at the end of his life cycle when he's like completely lost his mind and is like off, off the uh, deep end. Seeing him here when he's really probably collected and seeing the tragedy he goes through, he really does sort of shape where this character goes the rest of his life. Funny, I was sitting here thinking to myself, all right, what from this arc could carry forward into the live-action Ahsoka show? And for a split second, I go, wait, what's Saul Guerrero up to now? Like, oh, wait, <laughs> oh, I, never mind. Not him. Yeah, I guess... He keeps, seeing, I keep, he keeps popping up in, in canon. So in my mind, it's oh he's still around, but then I you know I kind of realize oh wait never mind he's definitely not around because a lot of the stuff he's popping in uh, popping up in is prior to Rogue One. But if I had to choose something that I think is going to carry over the arc, I think it's uh, simple. I think it's her patience. Yeah, or I mean, Lux Terry too could show up. Maybe. Yeah, I mean he's still he's still alive, so he could definitely show up. Yeah. All right. But so yeah. Anything else you want? Anything else you want to add from your arc, or is that it? We saw Hondo. Yes, we did see Hondo. Okay, so that's awesome. It was awesome. We're getting a lot more Hondo in my arcs. So I guess we'll go there now. I did the next. This is really picks up right after your arc ends, episodes six through nine. Here, this is the Arcus, the younglings. And fun fact, Pete, you know that this was actually recycled ideas from a proposed live action show George Lucas is thinking about about following Jedi Padawans. I'm sorry. My button doesn't want to work today. Um, I did not. I feel like we did talk about this, though, when we first did this arc. But I, at least I didn't remember if we did talk about it. I, I didn't remember it, but I did see I was doing some research on after I fly by episodes. So I did think that was very interesting here. But Nick, I said before, this arc is just batshit crazy in terms of what goes on here in terms of these four episodes. You go on a wild, wild ride of different plot elements and whatnot. So we'll start here. Remember... Ahsoka here is the, one of the main folks of this, this arc. She and R2-D2 take a group of Jedi younglings, including our friend Gungi, who we see again in Bad Batch. We, we go to Ilum to, for the Gathering, which is where they have to go find Kyber Crystals to build their first lightsabers. Ahsoka and Yoda basically hang out outside the cave while the younglings go in to seek out the crystals. They have to find their own crystal, which challenges their weaknesses. For example, Gungi has to use patience to get his... One has to get over a fear of heights, and then one has to learn not to rely on technology, so on and so forth. They all get their crystals. Hooray, that's one episode here. So that's where we start so far. And So, so I, I have to tell you something, Mike, about this arc that I don't know if you knew that I just learned. When this arc originally aired, it was at Star Wars Celebration only. Yeah. So we, we've, we've talked about this in the past and complained and said that that's I don't really don't like that they only show this celebration. And not only was it only to Star Wars celebration, it was only if you showed up as an adult with a child. <laughs> that was the only way you were allowed in the room to watch this. That is, and if you didn't, wild. you had to wait for uh, four months, three months. That's insane, Pete. Think about that. That like you just you had to have a kid to see this uh, this panel of uh, episodes. We. We talked about this at probably at nauseum when that first happened with uh, was it the Mandalorian episode. Yeah, I think it's disgusting. 
I think it's absolutely disgusting when you have all these diehard fans and people that support you financially and also just by fandom, right? And you're just like, ah, you got to wait four months if you don't have a, like, what if you're a single dude or a single gal that wants to go see, you know, what's coming up next? You're like, well, you don't have a kid, so you can't watch it for four months, but they know what happens. It's, it's, it's not a good look. I'm telling you, it's not a good look and they need to kind of go away from it, but I digress. All right. So let's go back to, to this here, here. So anyway, the young ones are successful. Uh, Yoda just dips. He's gone for the rest of the arc. He just, he's there on Ellen Wolzon. He's gone. Ahsoka and the uh, younglings go back on this ship to build their lightsabers. And, Nick, we get introduced to Hugh Wang here, the droid based, voiced by James Tennant. He's in the trailer for Ahsoka, so we know we're going to see him again. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So he is a droid who has been teaching lightsaber, teaching how to build a lightsaber for thousands of years. The ship gets attacked by Hondo's pirates, Nick, because they are trying to steal the kyber crystals. Ahsoka helps the younglings and the Hugh Wang hide as the pirates board the ship. She has the battle plan here. They're going to hide in the hole in the bridge. She's going to blow up the boarding tube and send the pirates out into space. So, Pete, solid battle plan from what you remember? Yeah, super solid. Super sketchy, but super solid. Yeah. So the bridge team is successful. The whole crew is captured, and then Petra, who's the annoying turd of the group, basically built his lightsaber incorrectly, blows it up to help them escape. The whole crew decides to fight back against the pirates. They end up running into Hondo. Ahsoka fights Hondo. The, the plan does work, and they do get blown back on the ship. But she, while she's holding on for dear life, while the young ladies try to close the door, she gets knocked into Hondo's ship, and Hondo captures Ahsoka. So that's where we're halfway through the arc, Nick. You know, it's upsetting because Hondo helps out. He's kind of annoying about it in the previous arc. He's, he's he's cocky about it. I did what I had to do, and then and then he's robbing children. Yeah, it gets better with Hondo. I mean, he's hilarious, but yeah. yeah so got all over the place. Yes, you just say the story is pretty straightforward at this point. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous, but it's straightforward. Like you have a you have a pirate robbing children, <laughs> but it is. But it does make sense. Yeah. Okay, this is where things start going off the walls here. We get to the third part here. The younglings uh, realize Ahsoka is missing. We need help. So they call Obi-Wan Kenobi. He he promises to send over Commander Cody to pick them up. But at this time, they get attacked by Grievous and the Separatists. Grievous takes over Obi-Wan's ship. He blows. They blow it up to keep him from getting intel. They bail on the escape pods. And we're going to get back to this, Nick and Pete. Remember, this is important. We'll get back to why this is even in the storyline in a second here. The kids land on uh, Florum, which is Hondo's planet. They rescue Ahsoka and Pete. They join a traveling circus to gain access to Hondo's base. They pretend they're acrobats. Yes. <laughs> this actually happened in Star Wars show. It, it, you know, we've had weirder things happen in Star Wars. It's better than a droid arc. Yeah. Let's make that very clear. It's better than a droid arc. And I, I couldn't be prouder that they decided to join a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they joined the carnival. They're very good acrobats here. And Nick, the highlight of the arc here, Hondo gets very, 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 very drunk in this arc. And when the when the circus comes around, he's like stumbling around. He's like completely drunk. They invite him to participate in an act. The young ladies swipe Ahsoka's lightsabers. And then they free Ahsoka. They try and run away. The pirates chase them and end up blowing up the Jedi ship, capture everyone again. So you, are you with me right now? I am, but this is what I expect. He's a swashbuckling pirate. So that's where we are. And then things get even crazier here because 
while they're bringing the uh, younglings and Ahsoka back, Grievous comes and invades Florum. He comes and conquers the planet. They capture Hondo and the pirates. They have to work together. Ahsoka negotiates a deal with the rest of the pirates to work together. They free Hondo and fight the Separatists. At the end of the arc, they escape on Slave 1, which Hondo, for some reason, has at this point in Star Wars continuity. And Ahsoka duels Grievous to a draw. So that's the arc here. So, Pete, this thing really goes all over the place. Yeah, I think what transfers over is that Ahsoka in live action is going to join a carnival. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it's a nuts arc. It's crazy. I Honestly, I think it was just for celebration, now that I'm hearing it, just to be like, look what fun we're doing in the next season. Like, it's not to say it's a throwaway arc, but, like, it's ridiculous. Uh, Nick, any thoughts on the craziness of this arc as a whole? I mean, at one point, we, we start off with getting crystals on Ilum with Yoda. Then we have the pirates. We have Grievous. We have Separatist attacks. We have Obi-Wan. Like, this, everything is in here. It's sort of all thrown together. It's, like, very messy. Um, I don't really have any specific, um things to add but i do have to ask you what you think we're taking away from this arc do you oh. think we're taking away the the wildness well hugh Wang the droid i think we're taking away from that arc that's number one because he's in the trailer okay we know that yeah i will say hondo definitely keep an eye on here because like this is one that like a relationship is formed here i will admit though yeah. i completely forgot obi-wan was in this arc until like i watched it again and hey, don't forget hondo is in you know what i what i watched as well which was right before this so they've they've crossed paths numerous times, which doesn't put it out of the you know out of the question that he would show up. And um, also, I, I would say that some of the younglings. I mean, I don't know if they're all gone, so it's possible that some of them, one of them could be around still. We know these. More. We know these Gungi made Gungi made the bad batch. That's right. Yeah. So we know he got through Order sixty six. So who knows? He's like he's the popular one out of the group. Like he's, he's the only one we care about. Yeah, no one no one really knows anything about the other ones. So yeah, very possible, very very possible that we see him. And he is lights around of wood, which is impressive. That's true. All right, so now I think we're gonna go on to Pete here. He has probably I think the most important arc to cover in the entire Ahsoka one on one series here. So you want to tell us a little bit about Ahsoka getting framed for a bombing? Yeah. So I want to throw a spoiler alert out there uh you don't have to do the post-production on if you don't want um but if you haven't watched this and you've watched a little bit of clone wars i highly recommend going to watch it before you even listen to me what i what i'm saying here so it's season five episodes 17 through 20 it's the very last arc season five ends on this arc and is by far probably one of the most important arcs in star wars in my opinion i remember talking about this back when we we watched season five um so i'm gonna give you guys the spark notes i don't want to ruin too much of it but i'm gonna give you the gist of what happens and then i'm gonna obviously talk about why i feel like it's significant so pretty much anakin and ahsoka are on a mission they get called back to the jedi temple because there's been a bombing at the jedi temple they don't know who did it it could have been a jedi so they want to get ahsoka and anakin in because they want this impartial party to investigate it because Ahsoka and Anakin were on this mission when this happened so they didn't think that it, you know they knew it wasn't them so they said come on in we need you to look into this because it could be any of us we don't know um so they're assigned to the case they meet this really like annoying droid who is pretty much like the investigator douche but like in droid form didn't really like him um 
they figure out that nano droids are what was used to bomb the temple. Um, and they track it down to a Jedi and also his wife named Letta. Um, he was a Jedi, right? Letta's husband. Am I, I so. remember that correctly? I think that's right. Yeah. So eventually just going through the arc, uh, pleasantries are, you know, are exchanged. It, we, they finally get Letta to confess that she was the one that bombed the, uh, the Jedi temple. Um, but when she's interrogation, she asks to see Ahsoka while she's uh, when she's locked up. Um, when she's locked up, she's explaining to Ahsoka, like, yeah, I did it. I made the bomb, but a Jedi showed me how to make the bomb. As Leto was talking about it, she starts getting force choked from God knows where. Ahsoka's not doing it. Ahsoka's like, what's going on? What happened? Leto, are you okay? You know, whatever. And she dies in the cell. Now, the way it made it look in the show was that Ahsoka killed this woman Leto while she went to go interrogate her. That was the whole framing. And now Ahsoka has to be on the run for being framed for killing this woman, the person who bombed the Jedi temple. So she flees um, because she's been kind of, like I said, someone else was forced choking her. Obviously Ahsoka was like trying to get her down the way the cameras look like. It looks like she was doing it. Ahsoka tries to prove her innocence and she flees. She runs into Asajj, Asajj Ventress. She's adamant that Asajj Ventress was the one that, that helped her make the bomb and that she's the one that secretly killed um, Leta. So they fight. All a bunch of things happen. Um, and she thinks she starts to fight Asajj Ventress after they have this, like, excuse me, they don't, let me, let me back up. I got myself confused. She doesn't fight Asajj Ventress. She thinks she's fighting Asajj Ventress, but it's really someone else um, that we find out later in the arc. After she fights this person who she thinks is Asajj Ventress, she winds up in this warehouse full of nano droids and if Anakin and, and the stormtroopers find her. So she just kind of gets caught red handed, if you will, with the exact stuff that was used to bomb the temple. Um, they bring her in. Anakin can't take this as an answer. The Jedi are like, we need to put her to trial. All the signs lead that she's the one who killed this person. She's the one that helped her, you know, bomb the temple. So she's probably just trying to shut her up, if you will. Um, and then finally, Anakin, finally, Anakin finds out and is proven. And I, can't, I, I have to be honest, I watched the arc last week, so I can't remember the details. And someone please fill it in if I can't remember. But Anakin finds out that it's actually Ahsoka's friend, uh, Barris. Who was the one that did all this? Who killed um, Leta? Because she did not agree with what the Jedi were doing. Anakin alludes to this a little bit too. And Soka's like, why would a Jedi do this? And Anakin's like, some Jedi don't agree with what we're doing. Um, so Anakin brings this to light to the council, to the emperor, uh, excuse me, chancellor, not emperor yet. Um, and story goes on. Ahsoka is met with the Jedi Council. The Jedi Council is apologizing. Like, obviously, you can come back to the Jedi Order. Anakin's all excited about that. Ahsoka says, nah, I'm out. I'm not doing it. You didn't trust me. I don't like how this went. And then she goes about her way. And the season ends with pretty much her walking off into the sunset, not a Jedi anymore. Um, so that is the the storyline there. That was the last four episodes of season five. Yeah, so that's a lot to unpack here. So we'll go ahead and start looking at uh, this situation here. So... Uh, Nick, a couple big takeaways here. Number one, uh, Barris being, we talked about back in the season two podcast, being one of Soka's best friends is the one behind the bombing because she does not agree with the whole uh, Jedi war effort here. So what did you think when you first saw this and you watched this originally? Oh, I first saw this? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like way back in the day. I, I, said, I said, who's that? <laughs> I don't remember her at all when I first saw this. 
So, um, I had no idea who she was, so it had no impact. I mean, when I rewatched it again, I was like, oh, her? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, sucks to be her. I mean, I guess it sucks to be Ahsoka, really, but I don't know. She's kind of a douche. I don't really have much of a reaction besides why would you do something like that? Yeah, and Pete, like obviously we mentioned here, the big takeaway of this arc, Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order, which is what we also answers the question of like why don't we hear about Ahsoka after the after the end of uh, this, this series, why she's not in Revenge of the Sith. Although we'll get to that next week while she's kind of there in the background. But what do you think about like when we first see this, like Ahsoka's like, you know what, screw you guys, I'm out. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I think when we first watched this arc, I said, you know what? The Jedi Council are responsible for everything bad that happens in the Star Wars canon, uh, especially in the in the in the years that we you know know and love when it comes to Darth Vader and, and Anakin. Um, they didn't trust her. They were like, we have to do a trial. And they're like, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. Come back. And she was obviously like, no, why would I? With everything that's gone on and with with the war and everything, why would I come back to people that don't trust me? And it makes sense. And it just breaks Anakin even more, and I think drives him more towards that dark side uh, that we we know he's going to go to. So it, it it made sense. I didn't blame her. It was it's a messed up arc. It's a messed up arc in all facets. The Jedi Temple gets bombed. Someone gets killed, and and they frame Ahsoka. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's not trusted, and then they're like, "Whoops, my bad." No, that that's not how it goes. So it, it made sense. Yeah, and Nick. While I think about this here, this is one of three times Clone Wars was canceled. So this is originally the first time around the last <laughs> episode of the series. It, it is a good last episode. Yeah. Right? It, it, it answers the question. It, I think the question, you touched on it a minute ago. The question when you first watched the show is, well, where is this girl in the other movie? Yeah. It answers that question. So it, ser- it serves fine as a finale. Now, in our next podcast... We'll be discussing the real finale, and that a little bit better. Yeah, that's definitely a lot, a lot better than what we end up with here in terms of the. Assault but this could have worked. Like if this is how it ended and it never came back, it's not a problem. Yeah, certainly not a problem here. And I do think we just touch down and touch on what carries forward from this arc here, because obviously, like this is one of the big turning points of Soka's life in this show, where she is part of the Jedi, like basically from when she's a child and. Until she's like two years old until now, and then she goes off on her own way. And even later on, I think when we see her in live action, she says, I'm not a Jedi. Like, I just know the ways of the Jedi. So, I think Pete, like, big takeaways. What carries forward here from this into the show? I think the biggest carryover is going to be a combination of compassion, but no trust. I think she's been burned by people who were supposed to be the quote unquote good guys before, but I also think she's still a compassionate non-Jedi person, you know, I, I think that's what we're going to see. Um, I think that dynamic between her and Sabine, if that's going to be a huge dynamic throughout the show, which it seems like it will be, I, I think we may see that a little bit, that that I will be compassionate, I will help you, but I don't know if I fully trust you. Um, that's where I think is going to be carried over from this arc. Uh, Nick, anything else you feel like carries over from this arc into uh, the focus show? I, I, don't, I don't have anything to add. I'll add also, I think I don't think we're done with Barris. I think there's a good chance that like Barris could show up. It's a possibility. That'd be that'd be a really cool little callback. 
to have her uh, show up in live action. Yeah, Nick, I don't know if you've seen the internet theories on it. There's one point in the trailer where there's like an Inquisitor that Ahsoka is fighting at one point that we don't know who the identity is. There's popular internet thinking that that's Barris. Bam. Not a big, uh, not a big fan of that character. Clearly, I mean, I know I'm a big fan of the character. I actually would think it would be awesome to to, to see the character again, just for Ahsoka's sake. You know, yeah. For Ahsoka's sake, that stinks. Yeah. Also, like one of the like one of the few like on the end like Clone Wars characters that we talked about thus far, we don't really that is like still alive theoretically in the sequel era because we we in the uh, post Return of the Jedi era. Here, here, here is where I have a question. Yeah. Technically speaking, Barris has been in live action before. She was episode two. Yes. Yeah. So, do you get the same actress? Does it matter? No, I don't think it matters. And it doesn't matter. She has no lines, right? She's in the background, means nothing, right? Yeah. This. That'd be something if they got the same actor or same actress. That'd be something. That would be unbelievable. I feel like this situation, like with with. Uh... Bail Organa's wife when they recast the character for uh, Kenobi. Bail Organa's wife to recast the character. Oh yeah, 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 correct. Because it was just like, I think it was just like a basically like a body double in the end of episode three, and then they gave her hired actual actress to play the character for Kenobi. You know, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't see a situation where she's not in the show. Barris. Yeah. I still think that Inquisitor theory is pretty strong. Like if you, if, even without the theory, I, I don't disagree with it at all. If you just like look at her history, basically everything she's ever been a part of, except for episode two in that opening scene, has been with Ahsoka. Yeah. So makes sense. All right, so I think that's it for this week's uh, podcast, and we're gonna make a quick note here. We're going next week. We're going to. Season 7 and Tales of the Jedi, because, spoiler alert, Ahsoka is not in Season 6, Nick. That's right. I like that, too, because it's like, oh, where'd she go? Yeah. She's gone. Where is she? And then when she shows up in Season 7, it's the first time you see her in how many years? Uh, in that time. Six, one, seven? Not counting Rebels. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not counting Rebels. And that, like, and that in the Clone Wars, about seven years, six years? I mean, when did this season end originally? twenty. I believe 2013. Yeah, when did the Netflix release the episode, season six? That's my question. Because like twenty fourteen, but she wasn't in it. Yeah, she was not in it. So there's like a vision that she's a vision of her that Yoda sees at one point. But that's really the only time Ahsoka's even glimpsed in season six. You're not gonna make you guys can fast forward all the way to season seven if you want. Yeah, she is not in six at all. Uh, five ends in March of twenty thirteen. We don't see her again until twenty twenty. So seven years. That's pretty wild here. So here's what we're looking at next week. If you want to watch along with us here. So for season seven, episodes five to eight, this is Ahsoka's return to the Star Wars uh, timeline with the Martez sisters. Episodes nine. Joy, Pete. Yeah. Episodes nine to 12, the siege of Mandalore. Nick will be covering that one here. And then Tales of the Jedi, which just came out last year. I'll be covering the three shorts Ahsoka was in. One, five, and six is basically her birth, a key moment with her drawing like an Anakin, and a post- uh, Episode the first look at her post episode three, so that's what we're looking at next week. I'd really love to get whoever was in charge of Tales from the Jedi in a room and just say, "Why is it not one, two, three? I know they're trying to do this whole like chronological thing, but like 
isn't even it will be even discussed this when we discuss Tale of the Jedi. It wasn't technically chronological because the first Dooku episode was definitely before one. Yeah, because they decided to start off with Ahsoka being born. That was the one they started with. They should have just did one character, then the other. Yeah, that's my thing. I think they didn't want to risk starting with Dooku. That was my guess my guess. And then they wanted to end with Ahsoka. Yes. There you go. All right, so that's all we have for you on season five. Definitely a fun ride for sure. I want to thank you guys for coming on here. Pete, people want to follow you on social media. How can I do that? At PJConstory29 on Twitter. And Nick, one more time. People want to follow uh, us on social media. How can I do that? At Sky Guys Podcast. That's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, and it's on TikTok. All right, you can also follow me on Twitter, mphilip331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. That's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for... The end of the Clone Wars era of Ahsoka 101 will be getting a little bit further down the line here. But until then, may the Force be with you. Hey!